Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. Hey, everybody. Great to be with you today. What a powerful rebuke to the city of Salem authoritarian arrogant, out-of-touch counselors and the mayor that voted to impose a income tax on you workers. You all rebuked them big time last night. Folks, the numbers are stunning. In fact, the numbers are Bigger than I thought they would be by a long, long way. Now, last night, um, folks, this thing went down 81% to 18%. 81% of the voters in Salem, and it was a low turnout race, something in a 25% uh, range, I believe. Folks, I mean, I just want you to think about this, what that means. What it means is that a lot of Democrats, a lot of union Democrats, people, union faithful, voted with the governor, who is a ultra-liberal. Just look at the Soros person that George Soros-affiliated person she just installed yesterday as the head of uh, DHS. charged with implementing universal health care. Do you think Tina Kotek is not as bad or worse than Kate Brown? You're wrong. She's trying to seem like with th- that she's not. Why? Because she's dead last, the most unpopular governor in the entire country. She hasn't been in office that long. She's the most unpopular governor in the country. Now, when you're the most unpopular governor in the country, you have a problem. And even in a quote-unquote blue state, which really isn't, you better be careful. Now, Tina came out and said she was voting against the payroll tax. Yeah. That hurt it badly. Hurt the effort to convince you that it was all about public safety. And that if you didn't vote, well, you know, uh, we're going to have to close all these fire stations. We're going to have to let all these cops off and you're not going to be as safe. People didn't buy it. Folks, this is that absolute sea change 
there is an opportunity. And there is. It's a huge opportunity for us in this audience and frankly for candidates and parties, if they'll use it, to move people who are those swing voters, move them our way. Now, I'd like to know who the 18% were and their reasons why they voted yes. Because again, and, that, and, I, and thanks to all of you, by the way, who showed up last night at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, and thanks to Diana and her great crew for serving us and for giving us that two-hour time block prior to karaoke. Thanks to all of you who showed up, especially State Senator Dennis Linthicum and his wife, Diane, who has filed to run in his place because he is part of the lawsuit to overturn Measure 113, which has disqualified him, according to the Secretary of State, from running again for re-election. She has filed in his place. His initials, by the way, are D. Linthicum. He will be on the ballot as D. Linthicum. So will Diane. It, he'll be on the ballot as D. Linthicum if Measure 113 is overturned. Because remember now, it's been filed as unconstitutional in federal court now, not just state court. We expect that the hand-picked liberals by Kate Brown that populate the Oregon Supreme Court are going to agree with the state. The Attorney General, wow, it's constitutional. Um, that's why they filed in federal court, which they had to, to do. So, anyway, uh, we have the phones uh, open, 503-589-1220. If you want to talk about the, that is the Power Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220, your impressions about election night. I want to get into some of the other elections across the country because what you're hearing is not true. Not that I have the greatest of insight into all of it, but I have some insight. But last night we had some 60 people show up. Thank you to those of you who came to hang out with us and celebrate what we thought was going to be a victory. Folks, it's a, a massive victory. This may be the largest margin of victory in any election in Oregon's history or awfully close to it. One of the largest. There was a recent tax voted down in Portland that may be slightly higher. But this has to be a stunning rebuke to the arrogance of the Salem City Council and the mayor, those that voted in favor of imposing this tax rather than putting it to a vote of the people, letting the people vote on it. Now, where do we go from here? Well, we'll talk about that. I want to thank Barbara and Avis and Curtis Grubbs uh, and all of you who showed up last night. John McDonald uh, for pulling Petunia. Petunia was there. She's going to remain around the area. Folks, yes, she is. Now, what, again, what's fascinating 
as to what I saw last night before I went to bed was every school district bond failed, including the Silverton one where we had Gene Pfeiffer on here and I told you that he was uh, chapter and verse knew uh, the Silverton issue very, very well. And people just didn't buy it. But every public safety issue, at least in Marion County, passed. The exception of this income tax, which was cast as a public safety issue. Now, most of the bonds and the levies that were public safety, and most of them were fire district, um, most of them were already, they were just renewal of existing bonds. It was not a new tax. Oh, and thanks, Curtis, for um, <laughs> uh, the Facebook um, pictures of Petunia. She con- she's like I said, she's going to continue to be around. Uh, in fact, Curtis will call later and give us our other opportunities to give you up opportunities to partner with Petunia. Uh, anyway, thanks to uh, Barbara is the Energizer Bunny. That's what Avis said. Uh, Barbara decorates and undecorates so fast. I just wanted to stay out of the way. <laughs> yes, she is. Thank you, Barbara. And thank you, Avis, for uh, being at the front door last night. We had an awesome time. Thank you to State Senator Dennis Linthicum, his lovely wife, uh, Diane, for showing up and for sharing with us much of what's going on. Now, I have some exciting things to share with you, and I will get to that. Believe me, I have some very exciting things to share with you. And I'll get to them in a moment. i got to get to a caller. Caller, good morning. Who are you? Uh, our system is down, so we may not be able to recognize your phone number. So tell us who you are and what's on your mind. This is Alvin here. Just traveling back outside of Redmond, California. And I'm telling you, that's a, big, that's a great start. What I see happening in our state. And people in this state, in the San Joaquin and the Sacramento Valley, are talking about what Oregon's doing in the conservative areas. Like school choice. And they love what we're trying to do on our state. Well, it's a lot of areas in Pulaski, Kings, Madera County, and, um, and above up there in Stanislaus County that people like to see. And even Eastern Sierra League. Down there in Kansas County, from Bishop to Independence. They like what we're doing. So I think we need to work from this energy. Happy let the primary market or whatever When I get down there in Central Street, school charges decline, and everybody I talk to is sports, and I broke 2,300 people this year in this state and down in, and down in San Martin Valley. We need to go on the planet. Use the situation that we have at the Capitol as a start, but all the material. And a, and a hats off to Ms. Julie Woods, Councilwoman. Let's show them where the money is at. May God bless you, my brother. All right. Thank you, brother. Uh, we were having trouble hearing everything. Uh, I do appreciate you. Uh, that's Ronnie. Uh, 503-589-1220 is a power Buick GMC talk line. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. You can tell I'm on the line, Jeff. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Some of it's working right. <laughs> hey, great victory last night. Wasn't it? Yes. Uh, but tonight, now, we have to focus on 
the upcoming legislative session because we know the Democrats still have a majority on both sides. And, God, the short session is the worst thing that could ever happen in Oregon because that's when the Democrats do a hell of a lot of damage uh, in a short amount of time. And we got to be on top of it. We got to be uh, very, very verbal uh, because it's it's only two months, Jeff, and it's it's scary as hell. As a matter of fact, I'm uh, volunteering uh, to help Rep Deal uh, during this upcoming session. Uh, because we got to support our legislators. Uh, it comes nope. off of Art's because, breaking up. Uh, Art, sorry, Jeff. We, we, sorry, you're breaking up. Thanks, uh, Art. I appreciate your right. I'll tell you how we can fix. Love you, man. Fix what Art just talked about. I'll tell you how we can fix that in the special, not the special session, but the February session when we come back. Don't go away. It's 620, brother. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 23 minutes past the top of the hour. Welcome to um, Political Coffee. The Political Coffee clatch last night. Turned out really great. Appreciate again everybody showing up. And thanks to Diana, a great crew at the Honky Tonk bar and grill for hosting us don't blame trump by the way for what happened on election day not in oregon but across the country don't blame trump for it it's a great piece by todd starnes i'm going to get into that i want to stand corrected here i'm looking at the official marion county results this was as of 10 20 last night now, all, all 100% of the precincts are reported. That doesn't mean it's all of the votes. Now, in this, in the Marion County total elections, 27.5% of people voted. Now, I know we all think that that's abysmally low, and it is. But not every city tax issue failed. The city of Donald tax issue failed by two to one. The city of Salem tax issue, where we had 25,000 people vote. Now, in the county, again, I just said the voter turnout was 27%. Um, so that has, this had 25,000 people that voted. 81% said no. 18%. The Silver Falls bond, I also said that 
Every school district bond failed. I'm incorrect on that. Silver Falls bond did fail, 54 to 45. The St. Paul school bond passed by two to one. Now, I don't know what the difference is there, but not all of them failed. The Aurora Fire Department Rural Fire District tax passed 57 to 42. Idana Detroit Rural Fire Department tax passed 58 to 41. Jefferson Rural Fire District tax failed 52 to 47. Kaiser Fire Department tax passed 59 to 40. Marion County Fire District 1 passed 51 to 48. So generally speaking, at least here in Oregon, it seems that the city taxes and the school bonds did not pass generally. But generally, almost all of the public safety issues passed, most of them fire issues, with the exception of Salem City income tax, the payroll tax, which was cast as safe Salem. Everybody knew that it was anything but. Greg wrote, writes an email. By the way, you want to send an email it's to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. You can call and comment on the payroll tax or any other tax last night. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Greg writes, Ukrainian commander-in-chief explains how Kiev can defeat Russia. <laughs> and he, it, the observation is obvious. It's always good to advise your enemy of your last-ditch tactics when you've all but lost. Yeah. Well said. Tim writes an email about, this is what Carrie Lake said, that Obama was behind the creation of ISIS, responsible for terrorism around the globe. And then Tim writes another one about, this is his opinion about the U.S. debt. It's something we've got to pay attention to in the future, friends. He writes, there's no mechanism in place to pay off our U.S. debt. With the system we have to live under, nobody has any incentive to work. This is especially true for the younger generation who has no hope of ever having a home or a family. We are doomed by our current debt money system. With it, strangers take out a loan and expect you to pay for it, plus interest. It's all, quote unquote, legal. Who am I talking about? It's our U.S. Congress. Not even the heathen countries do what they do. Yeah. Jim writes an email, actually from yesterday, he says, I just wonder how many voters were swayed to vote yes by the emotional manipulation. You know, the old thing about safety. There were a few ads on TV that had the subliminal message. But here's the thing. Many people may be under the false belief that it doesn't apply to them, so they may not vote at all. If the tax passes, we will feel the negative impact long before the positive is noticeable. Elections affect 
everyone. Yes, they do. Now, this is written yesterday before we know the examples of the actual results. Now, look, folks, this stunning rebuke of this income tax and the fact that the and, the, and I'm going to say the governor gets a little credit here, but I'm telling you the fact that the public employee unions were not engaged tells you something. The fact that this Democrat liberal Marxist governor said she was voting no tells you something. Now, this ha- all has to do with what the unions are going to come and ask for in bargaining with the governor in the coming session. It also tells you that the powerful impacts of inflation, your cost of living going higher, is the canary in the coal mine for the Democrats. Now, when we come back, I will tie all of that into the upcoming February session and how this can all be changed. And I will also talk about why you cannot blame Trump for the losses nationally. Back in a moment at 630. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It is uh, 23 minutes before the top there. Welcome back to Political Coffee. It's an honor to have each and every one of you in the audience, and I do mean that. I am deeply grateful for all of you who not only listen to this radio show, but you bring other people to this radio show and you find other ways to listen to it because the signal sometimes, because we have to turn down the power when the sun goes down, because signals on AM radio anyway, go further at night. Sometimes that conflicts with other radio stations. So we have to turn down the power and the power stays down until the sun comes up. Then we can turn it back up again. Well, wintertime makes it harder to to listen so those of you have learned it's just easier for you to listen on the internet at kslm.news and if you go there you'll see my lovely face up there and <laughs> you could listen online is uh, what you can do you can also listen on our app and i just share that with you because i want you to share this show and the information you get here with other people. And I'm also going to give you some new information about our programming and a very exciting thing that happened at 7 o'clock last night that is election-related. I'm part of it. So is this radio station. I also got to share with you your opportunity to stay nice and cozy and warm if you're heating system is working correctly. Freedom Heating and Air is running a special for the month of November only. For $89, you get the furnace tune-up. This is where somebody, if you live within 25 miles of Salem, you get this deal, okay? A technician for Freedom Heating and Air comes out to your home or your business 
and examines your system for 89 bucks. This includes a one indoor unit, one outdoor unit. Some of you have more than one system, or units rather. So those additional units are only $40. Now they're just doing the tune-up. They're looking at things, they're cleaning things, they're testing things. Filters and parts, if you need them, are extra. And again, this price of only $89 for a furnace tune-up is for addresses that are within 25 miles of Salem. And this promotion is good through the month of November only. It will end on November 30th. So please, do yourself a big favor and don't get caught in a really cold time period. You know, we've already had them. We're going to have more of them because winter is approaching. Don't get caught with your system not working right and you being miserable. Enjoy the benefits of having Freedom Heating and Air come out for this special low price and do a tune-up on your system. Just give them a call. Schedule it. 503-580-1456. By the way, thank you to all of you veterans that are out there. Uh, there is a special Veterans Day celebrations. The third annual Veterans Day celebration honoring the courageous. It's a fundraiser. This is on November 11th, folks, at the Elks Lodge in Kaiser. This fundraiser is for specifically for one thing that's very dear to my heart. It is for veteran suicide prevention. There's gonna be an honor guard presentation static military display vehicles, information booths. And the food is gonna be catered by the Elks Club. There's a silent and a live auction. There's no cost to this, but it's a fundraiser for veteran suicide prevention. And the reason that this is uh, important to me is very simply this. As a civilian radio broadcaster, I was embedded with the, the Rangers, special operators in Iraq, two of the 162, and in Afghanistan two years later in 2006 with the 41st Brigade. We had a very high suicide rate, especially in the two of the 162. It's a tragic thing. So I want to encourage you to come and attend this fundraiser because out of what we learned with the two of the 162 in Iraq and the returning National Guardsmen that were our Rangers is that they needed some mentorship and somebody just to talk to to get their brains right when they got home. And the reason I say that is because I had rangers, guys my age, I was 45 at the time when I went to war. They were my age that had teenage sons at home. They had to kill teenage jihadis who were trying to kill them. And if you don't think that is a mess with your brain, it does. So the Guard Bureau 
the Oregon National Guard realized what was going on. Early on, they went to the Guard Bureau back in D.C. They found some extra money. And they hired some of the guys who had been there and had been in combat and were wounded or at a officer level. And they got some special training and they were there to mentor the guys at the two of the 162 who came home with nightmares and issues. And some of you who were in Vietnam or Desert Storm, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you've had to deal with this on your own. This fundraiser on November 11th at the Elks Lodge in Kaiser is to help veterans, no matter how old they are. I'm, I'm sorry, I misspoke. There is a $25 admission fee. My, my bad, I missed that. This is to help veterans of all ages deal with thoughts of suicide. We owe it, friends, to them. We really do. This is important to me. I hope it's important to you. So, again, uh, if you want to, um, Coat of Arms or, and is one of the sponsors. Capacity Solutions is one of it. The Elks Lodge, certainly. So, um, want to thank the Elks Lodge for being a part of this. So just put this on your calendar, folks, November 11th. Uh, I'm not seeing the time for this, and I'm not seeing a, excuse me, I, I, I misspoke. It is from 2.30 in the afternoon till 5 p.m. Again, there's going to be an honor guard, static military displays, information booths. There's a silent and a live auction. This is a fundraiser for suicide prevention for veterans specifically. November 11th from 2.30 to 5 at the Elks Lodge in Kaiser. All right, so let me tell you why uh, you cannot blame Trump for what ha happened nationally. The incumbent Democrat governor who is a wolf in sheep's clothing in Kentucky won re-election. The Republican Attorney General is a guy by the name of Dan Cameron. Now, you have to understand that Dan Cameron, while he was endorsed by Trump, was Mitch McConnell's pick. Mitch McConnell is no friend to America first. In fact, quite the opposite. So don't blame that on Trump even though Trump endorsed him because he didn't run a Trump campaign. Number two, Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves won re-election. He had Trump's endorsement. He had a lot of problems from within a scandal within his own party. Like Kentucky. Now, I want you to listen to this. These were the big name races for governor. 
in Kentucky, every other Republican on the Republican ticket in Kentucky crushed their opposition. The same thing in Mississippi. Every other Republican on the ticket in Mississippi crushed had landslide victories, landslide victories. Let's move to Virginia. Republicans were expected to maintain control of the state Senate and retake the House. They did not. Now, there's more to this, and I'll get to it as we go here. Plus, your phone calls, your thoughts, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Some emails, some great ones. Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. There's more. Well, you got to read between the tea leaves. I'm going to get into some other exciting news. So just stick around. I promise I'll get to it all when we come back. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us, folks. Uh, Support your free and fair elections by doing business with MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. You can get some incredible discounts on the amazing products that they have. You hear me rave about their bath towels. I've never had anything like them. They make great gifts, by the way, along with bathrobes, slippers, and, of course, the MyPillow, including the body pillow that I sleep with in addition to the MyPillow for my neck. Go to MyPillow.com. Use the discount code PC23 and you get these massive discounts. Some of them up to 80%. MyPillow.com, PC23 is the discount code. An email from Doug about Owen Schroyer outlawing speech. The police state America with a K. InfoWars broadcaster Owen Schroyer is currently serving 60 days in federal prison for stirring up the crowd in January 6th only by what he said. His crime was bullhorning the crowds at the Capitol, merely speaking about election fraud, stolen elections, dissent speech is a crime now in America. The system is drunk on tyranny. Schroyer is currently in solitary confinement with no outside contact. After tweeting 1776, America, Doug writes, has 25% of the world's prison population and only 4% of the world's population. This is what a police state looks like. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Paul Miller, former chairman, the GOP party, uh, very happy about last night's elections results. On the, he said, great a power to the people. A great result last night for the BS tax ballot, although I'm disappointed with the results from Kentucky as I lived there for 20 years. When I first moved there, the state had a love affair with Governor Patton, then Early Fletcher. A Republican was elected and then Steve Bashir. Andy's father fed enough lies to get the job. And then Matt Bevan was elected another Republican. He got the same kind of harassment that Trump received with lawsuit after lawsuit while in office. Now we have Andy. 
What baffles me is this is the same state that was among the strongest support for Trump in the 2020 election. And today he's the only Democrat who was elected last night. The rest of the top offices were run by Republicans. How does this happen? I'll tell you how it happens. Feckless Republicans who listen to consultants who are so far out of touch because they don't really care. They don't care about winning. That's why you don't blame Trump for this stuff. Abortion was a big issue last night, folks. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned, Todd Starnes points out, the abortion issue has been on the ballot eight times and it's resulted in eight losses for pro-lifers. There's no way to spin what happened in Ohio. They were, yes, they were outspent by the pro-abortion crowd by 10 million bucks. But the other reason, this is where we get involved. Many millennial, millennial and Generation Z pastors have disengaged their churches from the culture war battles. They've taken great strides to make sure the pulpits don't offend. The influence of the church has been neutralized. Which is why an overwhelming majority of Ohioans just enshrined abortions in their state constitution. Democrats are also crushing Republicans in fundraising and getting out the vote. Now, folks, these elections are decided at the local level, not at the national level. And Gary, I'm going to get to you in a second here. In February, the key to stopping the radical leftist agenda that is surely going to take place is two things. What happened last night in Marion County, this incredible defeat of of the leftist, arrogant, out of touch city councilors and the Salem city mayor. Not all of the city councilors, by the way. As you know, it was a five to four vote. It's a stinging defeat on the tax issue. The other thing is Republicans refusing to come in and provide quorum. They have leverage in negotiating. They're in discussions right now with the governor, folks. The governor is going to be key here. She's got a lot of pressures. She's the most unpopular governor in the nation. So, folks, I'm telling you, they, the Republican senators who have no reason to come back because they've already been kicked out of office, in essence, right? They can't run for re-election unless they win the measure 113 lawsuits. They have all the leverage to tell the Democrats and the governor, guess what? We don't even do a special set or not a special session because it's not a special session. We don't do a February session at all. If you're going to introduce radical stuff which the Democrats have done every time they've had a February session. That's how we stop it, folks. Now, there's more, and we'll get to uh, all of that. The exciting news is twofold. Last night at 7 o'clock, a federal lawsuit was filed against the Ministry of Truth of the Secretary of State's office. Mark Thielman is the lead plaintiff, along with State Senator Dennis Lithicum, Kim Thatcher, myself, And this radio station will also be a part of that lawsuit. It is a direct infringement on our First Amendment right. 
This lawsuit was filed last night in federal court. It goes after the governor, the secretary of state, and the Oregon's elections director. We're asking for an injunction to keep this contract, which allows an AI company out of the UK to monitor our speech and decide if our speech is disinformation or not. It's unconstitutional. There's more, and we'll have to get to it all. The other thing is expect Brian Kilmeade will be gone from this radio station who follows me today in January. It's the earliest we can get rid of him. Expect he's going to be replaced by Steve Bannon in War Room. Now, i got to get to the phones. Get to Gary. Gary, good morning. Go Beeps. Hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. Hey, congratulations on the huge win last night. It uh, just shows what populism can actually do because you you ran a, a straight populist campaign. You went directly to the people, uh, everything from Petunia to to uh, waving signs and going door to door, and that's the way to get around the unions, get around the the uh, old media, uh, the mayors, and all the power brokers. Uh, and you took it directly to the people, and you won big. That should tell tell you a lot about what uh, can be done. It's exactly right. That's the way we win at the local you know, level. We used Petunia, I don't know if you remember, but back in the uh, light rail uh, going through Tigard, we used Petunia <laughs> twice. I, I guess that yeah. was 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and she does draw a lot of attention. She does. Gary, thanks. Go Beavs. Go Ducks. Folks, celebrate today, but be ready to fight tomorrow, because this is not going to be over. Our liberty is at stake, the very future of our constitutional republic. We have to keep fighting. Don't give up. Celebrate a powerful win. See you tomorrow.